Hello and welcome to The Shannon Show, where I talk a lot about my personal experiences in hopes that it will encourage someone listening to be just a bit kinder to themselves today. This is honestly so far outside of my comfort zone as someone who has spent the better part of her life shrinking to make those around her feel seen. I don't have irony tattooed on my arm for nothing, so as much as I loathe being the center of attention, I've learned that blowing out my own candle doesn't help anyone else's shine any brighter. Just a warning that no topic is off the table here, and some of these topics can feel threatening even when you're not in any physical danger. So each of my episodes comes with an automatic trigger warning and an invitation that if at any point you start to notice yourself feeling big feelings, Please take a moment to do what feels best for you in that moment, whether it's pausing to regulate and come back or choosing to skip the episode altogether. This podcast is all about leaning into who you are at your core and loving yourself unconditionally. So here goes with The Shannon Show. Whether you're here to watch the train wreck from the sidelines or climb aboard, I appreciate you either way. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get started. Disclaimer, all of this is meant to spark critical thinking on your part and is not intended as individual advice because I do not know you and that would be irresponsible as fuck. Hello friends and welcome back to The Shannon Show. Today I'm going to be talking about a lot of things, but mostly I want to give you some questions to ask yourself about your desires and motivations to help you decide what's best for your individual situation. Okay, so first I want to talk about economic recession because I've seen a lot of folks who are not experts in this arena talking about it in ways that don't really make sense. So first of all, are we even in a recession? Technically and literally, no. Why is this important? Because a lot of online businesses are using these kind of gross marketing tactics around recession-proofing your business, all of that's in quotations, when A, that's literally impossible because recession-proof refers to industries as a whole, not individual businesses. You either are involved in a recession-proof industry or you're not. And even within that, individual companies are still at risk during a recession because there's always some level of risk involved in business. And B, we're not even in a recession. Now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. In late 2022, we technically were in a recession by definition, meaning that there was a brief period of less spending indicated by a decrease in products produced in two successive quarters. Basically, when we notice companies producing less, we can assume it's because they're selling less and reducing production to meet the lower demand. But as of March 2023, that is no longer the case. What is still happening is record inflation or a widespread increase in prices causing the value of money to decrease. And in spite of all of that, in January, unemployment dropped to a low we haven't seen in half a century and is still barely above that at just 3.6%. 
There are so many factors at play in all of this, but based on the episode title, you probably didn't come here to hear me talk economics. I promise all of this is important though, so let's just pin it for now. At present, in 2023, I've been an online business owner full-time since 2019, and already I've seen a handful of waves of folks coming in and out of the online business space. With each wave, massive amounts come in, most are pulled back out with the tide, and a few stick it out for a year or so and then quit, and then even fewer stick it out for a combination of reasons I can only describe as masochism and unrelenting hope attached to the glimmer of good we see in our tiny corners of the internet. All of this is to say, none of these individuals are wrong or bad. We mostly all try to make the decisions that we think are best for us at the time with the information we have available to us at the time. Unfortunately, not all information is solid information. So the thing I encourage more than anything is critical thinking, which requires you to slow down when everything around you is telling you to hurry up. And just as a little sidebar here, if you're ever feeling pressured to make a decision quickly, that's when you want to slow down the most. And trust me, as someone whose husband has lovingly described her as a person who thrives in chaos, I get it. Slowing down feels like peeling your skin off with a spoon. And if you find yourself in chronic patterns of making impulsive decisions in an attempt at long-term solutions, that might be a trauma response, boo-boo. Okay, so back to the topic at hand. Should you start an online business? Or if you've already started one and you're not seeing the success you want, should you keep your online business? These seem like two different questions and the questions I'm going to ask you to help you answer them for yourself are the same. The first one is around your motivation. What is motivating you to start or keep your business? Is it money? Because there's lots of other ways that you can make money that are a lot easier than running your own business. Is it time freedom? Because that's a loaded topic that we'll maybe have to go into a different time. Is it because you hate your job? Is it because you have an invisible disability that makes it difficult or impossible to work in a corporate environment? Is it because of an income cap you're experiencing for any number of reasons? Is it because you think owning your own business is more flexible? Is it because you want to be able to impact others in a way that you aren't able to at present? Is it because of the lack of regulations in a lot of the online spaces or the endless opportunities that the internet provides? Is it something else that I haven't listed yet? All of these are valid reasons and for a lot of them, starting an online business is not the solution that you think it is, at least not immediately. And I know you've probably bought into at least one program suggesting otherwise and then either gaslit yourself or been told by the program facilitator that if it didn't work for you, then you're the problem because it worked for them and you're not them. There's no telling what other factors were at play there that led to their relative success. I say relative, by the way, because success means something different to everyone, but I'll talk more about that later. Behind every quick success is years of experience, trial and error, networking, skill, education, 
economic climate, timing, and a whole host of other factors leading up to that success that they're packaging up in a way that makes it seem like you don't actually need to have or do all of that in order to be successful because they already did it. Like just by paying them, you now have access to their experience and therefore you do not have to take the time that they did to get to where they are. Instead, you can just follow the steps they believe are the crucial ones they took on their journey to get to where they are and just skip the rest. But that leaves no room for experimentation or exploration or play. And it certainly doesn't leave you any time to feel into what you're doing so you can decide whether that's how you even want to be doing business in the first place. There are infinite ways to get a single result. And if your result is success, and your chosen vehicle to get there is running an online business, then you have to acknowledge there's countless roads you could drive down to get there. Which brings me to my next question. What does success look like to you? And if your answer right now is, I don't really know. I actually prefer that over some vanity metric like six figures because A, there's a lot of dollars between 100,000 and a million and several tax brackets in between, and B, why? What will that money do for you? But I digress. What I really want you to lean into here is what does success mean to you as an individual? Because it is different for everyone and money is not everyone's primary indicator of success. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with measuring success in some way by a monetary marker. In fact, I hold the opinion that if not one of the goals of your business is to make money, you're not really interested in having a business after all. You're doing something else entirely. And again, there's nothing wrong with that so long as you're clear on what it is you desire to get from what you're doing. Money is a heavy motivator for me now because I recognize that money is just a tool that I can use to make massive positive impact. And I know what the numbers mean. I know that they tell a story, and I know that there are thousands of online businesses out there right now who are clearing 100K easily each year and have massive amounts of crippling debt and or are not paying themselves consistently. So for me, yes, money absolutely is a measure of success for me, but I'm very specific about what that means for me, and my idea of success changes as my business grows. And it's not the only indicator of success for me. As an example, for me, at the start of 2023, success to me looked like, one, paying myself $500 per week from my business, two, always having enough money to cover my expenses, three, donating 10% of my gross income to organizations I can see doing good work in the world, four, Setting aside 20% of my income for potential tax liabilities, yes, I know that's a high number. I've since adjusted it down based on my actual needs. Five, setting 5% aside for profit so that I can pay myself a quarterly bonus based on my overall income the previous quarter. Six, primarily working Monday through Friday. Seven, working from home. Eight, being able to take time off as needed to do activities with the children. 9. Being able to pick them up from the bus stop each day. 10. Having the ability to make accommodations for myself that I would not have been able to make in a corporate environment. 
Listen to episode one for more on the accommodations piece. 11, truly positively impact my clients in a way that lasts. And the list goes on, but you get the picture. A lot of it does have to do with money and a lot of it has to do with lifestyle. I'd plan to accomplish all of this by April, 2023. Now here we are in March and I've already been able to accomplish that relatively easily. And I've adjusted some things. Again, this is my fourth year in business full time. My new goal by the end of 2023 is one, Pay myself $500 per week still. Two, donate 20% of my gross income. Three, up my profit from 5% to 10%. Four, set aside 15% of my gross income for taxes and invest the excess each quarter. Five, hire regular back-end support and pay them no less than $25 per hour for five to 10 hours max weekly. All the lifestyle related things remain relatively unchanged. In order for the second scenario to come to fruition, by the end of 2023, my gross income or the amount of money coming into the business has to increase. So I've mapped out a growth plan for myself that is steady, sustainable, and relatively slow moving because burnout is not a place I'm interested in returning to ever again. And that may change. That's one of the things that I would definitely put in the pros column of running an online business. I'm not tied to any arbitrary goals. My goals have meaning behind them. And if the meaning behind them changes, AKA my ideas of success, the goals get to change. Notice that for me with my ideas of success, the amount of money I'm paying myself does not change when my gross increases here. That's not always the case, and it's the case right now. And that's because I don't base the success of my business on our personal finances and vice versa, because they are separate entities and I treat them as such. I could go off on a whole rant about how important it is to keep your business and personal finances separate, but I'll spare you that one for today. What I will say is that a massive motivating factor for me in starting my business was that I never wanted to work for someone else again. And with that comes a level of responsibility to my household finances. But that is not the only driving or deciding factor in my business income goals. As evidenced by the fact that I'm currently not planning to raise my personal pay this year in spite of the fact that I plan to increase my business income significantly. So that's just a tiny bit of insight into what success looks like for me right now in my business. So the last question I want to present you with is this. Are you able to reliably and sustainably reach your measure of success in your business consistently at the moment? Or are you able to sustain yourself and your family financially as well as afford the support you need or desire to get to that place in the meantime? Now, when I say, are you able to sustain yourself and your family financially, yada, yada, yada. This also includes having a partner or a spouse or a support system that is willing to do those things for you while you work on your business. Now, this is a very gray question, as most of mine are, and as a general rule, I'm going to say that if your answer to both of those questions is no, 
then the answer to the big question of whether or not you should start or continue your online business is a solid not right now. Because here's the thing, things change. Just because it's not a good time right now, that doesn't mean that it's never going to be a good time for you. And I know there are tons of folks who will say things like, it's never going to feel like the right time, you just have to jump. And respectfully, I have to ask, are those people concerned with your success? Are they concerned with your mental, physical, emotional well-being? Or are they concerned with selling you something? Because if they don't know you and your individual situation intimately, and they're in no way responsible for making sure that you eat and have shelter, and they stand to profit off of your decision, is this really someone that you can trust wholeheartedly to give you business advice? The answer is not always no, and it's definitely not always yes. Now, if you answered yes to are you able to reliably and sustainably reach your measure of success in your business consistently at present, and you're still questioning whether or not you should keep your business running, why? What needs to change in your business in order for you to want to continue running your business? Do you need more time off? Do you need to hire support in order for that to happen? Can you afford to hire support and all of those factors stay the same? If not, how can you increase your profit without significantly increasing your workload? Or are you able to take a temporary pay decrease or profit decrease in order to hire support, which will ultimately increase your profit fairly quickly? If you answered no to that question, but yes to are you able to sustain yourself and your family financially, as well as afford the support you need slash desire to get to that place in the meantime, how long are you able to do this? And do you have a detailed plan in place for how to accomplish your idea of success in your business before that time frame ends? Do you know what the steps are that you need to take to get there? Because if you don't have a realistic plan in place for how you're going to get there, you're likely going to be so stressed out the entire time that you can't really focus your full attention on growing your business anyway. And then you've just essentially wasted however long not accomplishing anything while draining your hard-earned savings with nothing to show for it. And that, my friend, is not a place I want to see you end up. Now, why did I bring the economy into this discussion at the very beginning of this? Because simply put, there's a lot of room for improvement in a lot of areas right now in corporate America, especially in terms of accessibility and equity, for sure. And building a business takes time and effort and energy and money that you might not have at present. So if your only motivation to start a business is one factor like money or perceived time freedom and not because overall, entrepreneurship is the best long-term solution for you, then right now in this historically unprecedented period of economic downturn where employment rates are still incredibly high is probably not the best time to pick to start your business or to maintain one that's not affording you the version of success that you dreamed of when you started your business. It may just be the time that you want to hunker down for the next few years if you have the privilege to do so because yes, being able to work at a job that provides for you is a privilege that a lot of folks do not have. 
And obviously this statement makes a lot of assumptions, so don't come for me. I'm always open to discuss nuance and I need to keep these episodes to a reasonable length. So that's it. Those are the questions I personally would ask myself when trying to decide whether to start an online business or whether to keep trying to build my online business if I wasn't making the progress I wanted to make as quickly as I wanted to make it. These are exactly the types of questions I might ask someone in this situation inside of our Hive Mastermind. What is the Hive Mastermind, you might ask? Great question. Hive is a business-focused mastermind created with neurodivergent and trauma-affected entrepreneurs in mind. And I'm opening up a max of seven spaces soon, so if any of what I just said sparked an interest for you and you're thinking that this might be the type of support that you're looking for, head on over to theneurodivehive.com for more information. The link to that will also be in the show notes. Packages start at only $222 per month. And because I know a lot of my NDTA folks like to know what to expect, depending on when you go to the website, you'll get a couple of results. If it's between launches, you'll be directed to a waitlist page where you can enter your email so I'll know to reach out to you with updates as soon as they become available. If it's during a launch, you'll be directed to an information page that will give you all the details that you want to know about the Hive. If you click on one of the links to join, you'll be redirected to a container setting questionnaire that is required for anyone to join the Hive. Based on your answers, you'll receive one of three emails, either A, an invitation to join email that will give you access to a page where you can choose which Hive package you want to sign up for, B, an email opening up discussion around one or more of your answers, or C, a notification that based on your answers, Hive is not the type of support that you're looking for. This process is designed to make sure our containers remain as safe as possible for our current and future members and that you know what to expect coming in. So that's all that I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Shannon Show. And as always, remember to be kind to yourself. 